Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. Welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm here today with Adam Lucerne, who is an absolute legend. He's the creator of the PDOCS method, a very well-known systematic client acquisition process. He's generated over $100 million in revenue for his clients, and he's also the founder of an ads lab. And today we're going to talk about some super epic stuff around how to, how to create irresistible offers and how to become more data-driven as an agency. So um, Adam, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. Before we get into it, I just wanted to know a little bit more about your background, kind of how you started as an entrepreneur what you started with and how you kind of got to where you are. I started actually in music. Basically, I think when I was, it was 21, uh, I started a Spotify tech company and uh, it was like, basically what we would do is we would rank and optimize playlists and then put artists on certain playlists. And this is back when Spotify would, if you got on a few third-party playlists, the record would break and they would go and discover weekly and things like that. So I built that company and, and, and it scaled super fast. And the way that we got all our traffic and everything was actually just um, hyper-targeted keywords and PBNs, which mm. uh, if you know what, you know, private blog networks. Yeah. That was back when those things were lethal back in the day, but not <laughs> yeah. anymore. But yeah, so we grew that to like six figures in, you know, six months, wow, nice. which sounds cool. Six and six, I suppose. Yeah. So we did that. And I think I enjoyed growing that company so much. And the guys that I was working with on that, they're kind of like these ghosts in the music industry that did like venture capital, private equity, mm. made a lot of the stuff happen. There's a real intersection between, you know, LA and like Silicon Valley in the sense where famous people want to be rich and rich people want to be famous. So there was always like weird intersections there. <laughs> so I was 21 and they basically asked me to come work for them as kind of like a gun for hire to grow their companies. You know, they said, hey, can you do what you did for the company here? to these ones, you know, different strategies and so forth. So that was a lot of fun. And essentially we were, me and my mate were the last line of defense with those companies in the sense of we would come in, there would be like a big celebrity brand and, um, you know, they'd spend all their money on influencer marketing or something like that. And we would have like a quarter of the budget that was there before. And they'll be like, can you turn this into something, please? So that's what we did. And because we didn't have massive budgets, even though we're working with like pretty big brand, we only had like a little bit of the budget. Yeah, only the- yeah, we had to be resourceful. So, you know, we couldn't afford really fancy copywriters and we couldn't do like, you know, amazing production videos and things like that. So we hired offshore teams and taught them an acronym called PDOCS, which is mm. pains, desires, obstacles, common beliefs, and steroids. Mm. And uh, basically we taught them how to research pain points. So in, you know, while one person, while one brand was building like a really nice video, we would train VAs to just find a bunch of pain points and then systematically test them. Mm. And um, once we found a pain point that worked, we would do what's called a Swiss army knife by Perry, Bel- uh, not Perry Belcher, Perry Marshall. Perry Marshall, yeah. And yeah, you can take one pain point and then you can turn it into, you know, hundreds of pain points mm. and then horizontally scale. So yeah, it was, that was how we did that. And, you know, we, we, generate hundred million dollars for, for clients doing that. And then we started, you know, being like, we should teach this to people. So we started the PDOCS method, which is our consulting company. 
And yeah, we taught people PDOX and they loved it. I mean, so many people like built really, it's just so systematic in terms of the client acquisition process. So, you know, we had the media buying and, and, and then we had the copywriting and, you know, that whole client acquisition part. So we were building these really lean agencies and we're building these systems. Uh, but then iOS 15 happened and um, it sucked because no matter how good your ad was or your pain points or whatever, you know, the ad just wouldn't run. So I went down this rabbit hole of just like why it was kind of like the last straw for me because I, I was like, I hate not having control of this. I remember I was speaking to my partner, Jesse, and I said, you know, we should figure out a fix for this because no one's really done it. That led to a lot of pain, a lot of trial and error, months and months and months of just testing and just wasting so much money on, on different data sets and all this stuff. And um, essentially we built an identity graph, which is um, a massive, large accumulation of data. So uh, about 92% of the US population tracked. And then you track people every single day. So it's about 270 million people and, and 2 trillion behaviors that we track constantly. Based And a behavior means like what sites they go on or what keywords are looking up in Google and things like that. So it's basically like <laughs> the amount of data that like Cambridge Analytica had, but we're not rigging elections or anything. So yeah, so we built that and that really was the final thing for us. We were like, well, if we can nail the data because we know how to do the copy and we know how to do the media buy and that's the whole process. Right. So yeah, for us getting into the data was, was huge because we realized there's this whole other world and this whole other level to advertising that a lot of people have really not even known about. Like there's this, you know, people think that really big companies like Fortune 500 companies, they think that the reason why they win on auctions and stuff is because they spend more on ads. Mm. And that's kind of true, but not really because the reason why they win auctions and they win at customer acquisition is because they have access to things like an identity graph. They're able to model their customer before they even run ads. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's just such a crazy unfair advantage. So our thing was yeah. like, if we could teach this to the performance world and give them, you know, teach them to basically go into the areas where, you know, only Fortune 500 companies would have access to that. Yeah. Yeah. Then we could really equip some agencies and help them do some damage. So, so we launched the ads lab, you know, it's a tech company based off our graph where we build pretty, you know, new tools and tech mm. from our audience graph which allows advertisers to do extraordinary things. Like the first thing they can do is they can take this custom pixel and put it on any website and it will match up upwards of like 30 to even 70% or higher of the traffic to profiles. So like if you run an ad to a landing page on Facebook and you have a thousand clicks to a landing page, Facebook, Google, whatever, those pixels will only actually match up about 15% or lower that's terrible. Oh, the yeah, I, was, I was surprised when you told me that, dude. I, was, I didn't yeah. know that. Actually, this whole thing on AdWord about it, because not many people know about that. I, like, they haven't really, like, even looked at the stats, you know what I mean? Because you just assume that, oh, if somebody hits the pixel, like, it would, that would just be pixel. But no, the match rate is awful. And what happens is that's why lookalikes and custom audiences are so bad these days. People that, you know, in their ad accounts, if their lookalikes aren't working, it's because it's just so diluted because you know, you need a thousand people in an audience to even make it make sense. So that pixel was huge because it allowed people to build audiences 60 times faster, you know, because you get out of the learning phase quicker, you could build better audiences. That guide I'll send you talks about, you know, different ways to run ads because as advertisers, you know, it's not enough to just know how to push budgets and write copy and film videos. 
Yeah. You know, that's not enough anymore. And yeah. you need to actually understand like the customer journey end to end down to the data. And down I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of advertisers are realizing that, uh, you know, they need to start integrating data science into their offering because otherwise it's, it's not going to work. You know, mm. like you can't just rely on the ad platforms. And that's what everyone else is doing. So if you're just doing what everyone else is doing, then you're not competitive as all as a media buying agency, right? So that's super awesome. I know it's a lot of good stuff. It's funny you said that you don't do podcasts often because that was like just 10 minutes of just absolute fire, dude. It's like you do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the last podcast I did was like a minute ago. I mean, I think it sounds cooler than it is. It was really just a lot of late nights of me in front of my computer. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I got to go to LA quite a bit and got drunk with one of the Power Rangers. So that was pretty rad. Was it, that was through your, uh, that was through your, when you were in the music uh, entertainment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's my claim to fame. But uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it, was, it was good. It's a fun story to tell. And it's, it's, I've got a really good team that, you know, we met along the way. So That's awesome, man. So basically, and for everyone listening um, or watching wherever you're tuning in from, uh, we're going to talk today about how you guys can take what Adam's talking about, about how to build better audiences and how to leverage data for your own campaigns, but also how you can, you know, improve your offer and become just way, way, way more um, just hyper profitable by, by actually offering this to your clients, right? I especially love what you said about how, you know, you're giving agencies the tools that only Fortune 500, Fortune 500 companies have. So I think that's a big, uh, yeah, really excited to dive into that. But basically, it sounds like, so you were first music industry with your own tech company, then you went to kind of advising and consulting other companies or running their ads, you know, or running campaigns for them. So that was more of an agency, right? More of an agency, more of like a growth team that would just come in, like internal yeah. growth team. Gotcha. Then you started the PDOCs Method Consulting Company, built that up, and then you know shut it down after it was pretty successful to focus on uh, Ads Lab, right? It's still running, but I don't really do any kind of like high ticket coaching or anything anymore. Just yeah. to, I mean, there's, there's my own reasons for that, but really it just came down to, I think it was like, you know, when you really believe in your stuff, it's like, oh, why don't I just do this to build my own brand? <laughs> you, know yeah. what I mean? oh, you mean like that being a good marketer, right? Yeah, for all the Alex Homozy fanboys, like I think he did like a podcast where he was talking to this guy in real estate and he was like, oh man, like I know so much about real estate. Like I should just start an agency and generate leads for real estate agents. And he's like, that's not where the money is. Like, why don't you actually start your own real estate agency? Yeah. So for me, you know, we wanted to have a hundred million dollar plus company and, and um, you have to look at leverage. And, and for us, building a tech company was, was something we really wanted to do. Yeah, all the stuff at PDOX is still available. It's just... We just have free resources now. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, man. You know, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine who's a copywriter the other day about the same thing around how, like, it seems like a lot of marketers, you know, we start out running marketing for other people, right? Because that's where we can just kind of quickly make some money and, and get some experience. But then there's a point where it's like, I'm making all these other people so much money, I'm getting just such a tiny piece of the pie, right? It's like, why don't I just create my own offer, right? So, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, dude, you, we, down. we hold the keys to build anything, right? So it's like... As long as you have that creative brain and you want to build an offer or you want to build your own product, it's like, why, why wouldn't you, you know? Mm, yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. In saying that, some people, they love teaching others and they want to stay in that. So it just depends like what you want to build, I suppose. Yeah, for me, it was like, I needed to build something. I had to get it out of my system. Side note on that. So basically you built up PDOX to be, you built up the consultant company to be a few million a year. And then you kind of just let it go to focus on this bigger opportunity. Can you talk about that? Like, was that decision hard to kind of let something go that was working really well? Yeah, I think a lot of people have a, are hearing that and they're like, wow, you know? Yeah, so I think we created this thing called a knowledge gap analysis. And it's basically like the whole idea about PDOX is systematic client acquisition. And 
what we look at is how to take somebody from unaware to problem aware mm. using a knowledge gap analysis. Right. So we would do this thing where, you know, when people came into our program, we would sit down with them. Well, I would, sometimes the other guys would do it as well, but they were just so intensive. I would usually do most of them because it was like something where it was like, it was really hard to teach others. And we sit down for like 45 minutes to an hour and we would pretty much do like a, what's called an offer press test. So like you start off, basically what you did in terms of you start off by doing a whole knowledge gap analysis and breaking into branches yeah. and you end up with four or five real problems that you can look at in terms of how to attack the market. I think I did 250 of these and I was like, man, all these offers are very much just the same. And it kind of really got to me because I was like, there's nothing really unique in the market, you know? And I think um, like, if you're like, oh, I want to start an agency and build an irresistible offer, you know, after you've done all the frameworks and, all that it's like what's your offer actually going to be like there's there's not many people that actually have it yours like there's a lot of people that want to have it in yours as offer but not a lot of agencies and brands that actually have like gone out and built that ip so yeah. for me my biggest thing was i was like well i'm going to build an offer that people can just plug and play with so i think it, it wasn't really a thing where i was just like let's just shut it down and burn it to the ground it was, it was more like um we just reached a stage where i was like hey let's just package everything that we've done and uh, we'll make it ultra cheap. Like we'll make it like 50 bucks. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a, there's a whole thing with um, not to derail, but I, I think those that have mastered it, I, you know, kudos to them. But I think like in terms of coaching and high ticket coaching now, you know, if somebody pays X amount of money, they come in and they want quick results. To do that, you need to use a lot of tactics. So a lot of quick swipe files and things like that. Right. And that stuff's good because you get good results. And quick results, what happens if they apply that to their own niche? It might not work because it's a tactic and it's, it's really yeah, like absolutely. one dimensional. And the fundamentals that you need in order to make tactics work, they just aren't that sexy. Like yeah. you teach somebody the fundamentals and it's not something you just see results right away. So our theory was like, let's take everything, make sure that people learn the fundamentals and then just give them whatever tactic they want. So we just created PDOX fundamentals. So yeah, that's what we did with that. It's still out there, but now your main focus on really building a, uh ads lab to nine figures yeah we still love teaching it i still love just adding to it but it was really just like hey let's just give it to people for like next to nothing i suppose so they can get the fundamentals and there's not this like huge internal rush where like i gotta do something right now it's like they can learn the fundamentals and then once they have that then they can do whatever tactic they want you know group funnels vsl webinar like it all works it all works. Yeah. I mean, people ask me all the time too, also as a consultant, Hey, like what's the best way to, what's the best social media platform? What's the best way to do this? And it's like, that's the wrong question. The question is like, it's not, what is the right tool to me? Any, any platform is just a way to get a message to somebody. Right. So it's about what is that message and what is the purpose of it? I'm glad you brought up the whole fundamentals versus tactic. Cause that's a topic that I'm like, I really, really believe in. And I, I talk about it quite a bit myself. And it's actually kind of been an internal discussion with our coaching company at revenue boost. Cause I told you, we teach people, you know, B2B lead gen prospecting, cold email sales and you know, there's this thing where like, hey, we want someone to come into our program and like get results as soon as possible. But that's not really our main focus because we really do teach people the fundamentals of market research, copy, offer, right? And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm okay if they don't get results for like a little while because they at least they learn how to do it properly. That way, after the program's over, they can just keep running it. Because if I give someone just tactics in a coaching program, which is how a lot of them are, they might get a little bit of results while we're working together. But then after they don't understand how to repeat it, right? So it's that tricky balance, you know, because, you know, like, I mean, even... You brought up Alex Hermosa. He always talks about time to value, right? Like having someone buy your product and get results pretty quick. But yeah, I, I just think it's that kind of delicate balance, especially when you're doing like agency or teaching someone something. I think that's definitely a thing with, with the coaching world. I think that's why a lot of people move to like done for you offers. But 
like on the coaching side, you know, the fundamentals are not that fun to learn, but once right. you learn them, any tactic will work. Like, yep. totally. uh, I think, and when you just start off with tactics, I think three things really happen. You know, the first thing is people might be like, oh, this doesn't work. And they just throw out that, that strategy and that tactic didn't work because it only worked on one type of niche. Yep. It's not even tested on that niche. The second thing is that they'll be like, well, it doesn't work on my niche, but it works in the coaching world. So they'll just, that's why you have coaches, coaching, coaches, coaching, coaches. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. There's one tactic that they just took and ran with for the whole time. And then the third category is people like, hey, this tactic's cool, but you know, I'm going to apply it to my own niche. And then it starts to like not work. And they're like, okay, well, I need to come back to the fundamentals. And they learn how to actually morph that tactic into their own IP. And that's when they take off. That's when people absolutely smash it and become weapons. So I think, yeah, it just comes down to, you know, tactics are good, but without the fundamentals, it's just kind of thin air, you know, it's it's not something that's going to last. The agencies that do the best and grow the most are the ones that have excellent offers, great marketing and great sales systems. Now, the customer acquisition process can be really hard to master. There's a lot that goes into generating leads, closing deals, building a sales team, especially since our industry is so competitive and there's so many agencies and freelancers out there, it makes it really hard to stand out and grow and win you know, the clients that you want. Now, fortunately, we've created a free Facebook community with trainings, weekly live sessions, and tons of really valuable networking opportunities with six, seven, and eight-figure agency owners. You can find it here on Facebook at B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. So right now, go to Facebook, do a search and type in B2B sales and marketing secrets. Or you can just add me on Facebook, AJ Casada, and find a link on my profile. There's also a free mini course inside on how to generate more leads, close more deals, and scale your agency. I highly recommend you join. It'll only take one minute. And if you ever need any questions or need advice, just email me at AJ at revenueboost.net. So again, if you ever want to drop me a question, email me at AJ at revenueboost.net. I love helping agencies and sharing ideas about how they can grow further. And again, go join our free Facebook community, guys. It's so valuable. We have great trainings in there, great posts, and tons and tons of content that we don't normally share with the public. So go to the Facebook group right now, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Drop me a message once you're in there. I love to connect with our community members and check out the video trainings and the free course we have inside. See you there. Now back to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it requires patience. I'm 27 but I've been in business since I was 18. I actually dropped out of school to get into marketing and sales and stuff. And uh, for a while, man, I had this itch. I'm like, I just want to reach my financial goal, do this like as soon as possible. I was so like urgent about it and it didn't serve me and it just caused a lot of anxiety. And then, I don't know, about a year ago, right before I started Revenue Boost, I had this epiphany like, man, who cares when I get to my goal as long as I get to my goal. And I just kind of started being more chill and patient about it and just focused on really mastering the, the fundamentals. And I knew that it, it takes longer, right? But I stopped looking for quick hacks. I just kind of kind of changed my view to more long-term. Like, I mean, when we all should, right? I mean, we, we want to have our business in maybe five or 10 years. So it's like, what is the rush to, you know, make a bunch of money next month, right? So um, yeah, mm-hmm. when I shifted my mindset to what you're talking about, to like really understanding the fundamentals, really building a solid, stable business, not, not worrying so much about like not being in a rush, like everything changed. Just the mindset alone. And, and I'm just happier too, because I'm not really in this massive rush. And I'm just kind of enjoying the, the process of moving forward, you know? Yeah, no, that's huge, man. I love that. I think I'm trying to segue back into data because that's what we called it. But I think, in, like, if you look at it, like, based on tactics, right, it's the same thing with platforms. So a lot of people are running to TikTok ads right now and everyone's like, oh, TikTok ads is a thing. But really, it's like, it's just a, it's just a tactic, right? Yep, it's exactly. like, it's yeah. just a platform. 
So that's why I think, you know, for us, equipping people with data is the fundamentals. It's like, okay, cool. So the first thing you want to do is know where your customer is and not just inside of Facebook in interests that, you know, make no sense, but actually like, how can I find out who my customer is? Like looking at all the search behavior online that is accessible and being able to build a customer profile where you have a list of a million people that you can plug into Facebook, TikTok, whatever, and have the right messaging. So that's, it's, I guess this is kind of the segue into that where it's like, you know, it's not about tactics. It's about that fundamental and foundations there. Yeah, for sure, man. And offers as well as kind of that fundamental bit, right? So let's talk more about the data bit and get more into what you do there and then how people can use that into their, uh, plug it into their offer. So I guess the best way to describe it is like that movie Flubber with Robin Williams, where there's this green goo and you could just stick it to things and it would, you know, like make it, have you seen Flubber? Like basically, if you look it up, there was this green goo this guy created and you could put it onto your shoes and stuff and it'd make you jump super high. And it was like, this just goo that made enhanced everything. And that's really what ads lab is to us. It's like you take a marketer that's at 10 K a month and you give them access to an identity graph and they'll build a hundred thousand dollar a month offer in no time at all. Mm. Right. Because, and what's cool is, so the guide that I'll send out the Trojan horse offer guide, that's like proven offers that we've seen agency use with data that has been uh, high margins, low effort and uh, completely you know, stand out to the rest. I think one of the biggest things about an irresistible offer is not so much the offer presentation, because a lot of people, I think, focus so much on here's, you know, they imagine that they're going to be sitting in front of their prospect and their prospect's going to be listening to them yeah. straight away. Yeah. And they're saying, well, this is the offer and, and they have all this stuff. But really, it comes down to, you know, like the specific entry points, right? So I think you probably see this a lot in cold email. The trick to cold email and getting a good client outreach system going on, and, you know, especially cold, is you need to have an offer that's built for cold email. I think Alex Becker, you know, Alex Amosi, Alex Becker summarizes this pretty good. Basically, he says there's bulldog offers and there's poodle offers. And a lot of people have poodle offers. Like say, for example, coaching, right? You send a cold email out to a bunch of businesses or a bunch of people and it's a coaching offer. It's not really going to work because it's a poodle offer. You need to morph it into a bulldog offer or what we call a Trojan horse. So our understanding was not only injecting agencies with the data they need to go out and crush and have an unfair advantage, but it was about being able to leverage that so they could build their own Trojan horse. So we uncovered about seven Trojan horses of just ways that it's just such no brainer offers that like big companies just can't turn them down. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've tested the email sequences and everything. Like one of the offers is um, identity resolution reactivation. So, you know, if you're an agency and you're at 10K a month and like, oh, I want to, you know, scale up. Let's say you have a client you're running ads for, right? And let's say their traffic is like 10,000 a month or so. So what you could do is put our pixel on the website. And not only can you like obviously charge them per lead, but you can charge them per matched identity. Hmm. So we call this triple threat lead generation. So essentially like you have 10,000 people come to the website, 3% convert into leads. Whereas that other, you know, 97%, if you're able to match up about 60% of those two profiles, you then have that data that you can give that client. So you can say, Hey, you know, here's leads, but then you can charge them like 25, 50 cents per matched identities, which then 
if they're like, well, how do I contact them? You can actually have another upsell as well where you handle all their reactivation. That's so we have guys doing that and just crushing it. Cause like if you send an email out and it was like, Hey, you know, I can run Facebook ads for free for you. There's still risk to that. Like, cause they still have to spend money on Facebook ads. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. But if you're like, Hey, I can put this thing on your website and show you all the leads you're missing out on and it will cost you nothing and it will take 24 hours to see results. It's like, man, like that's going to kick open some doors. Absolutely. So that's how yeah. we, yeah, that's how we had like, we taught agency owners to go with like big, big brands like HR Block and Disney and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause these big companies, they care about data, like a lot more than obviously a, a small local brick and mortar business. Right. So this is a really good way in to work with bigger brands. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Well, you know, they, it's, it's becoming such a thing now where companies want to be able to control their data. You know, they know it's the walled gardens, right? It's like, if you look at Facebook, Amazon and Google, they make up like 61% of the US spend on digital ad spend every mm. year. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, because a lot of people are like, oh, do you have more data than Facebook? Like, how come Facebook hasn't done this? And I was like, no, we don't have more data than Facebook. Like, that's like a multi-billion dollar company. The thing is, it's not in their interest. You know, it's not in Facebook's interest to make ads easier. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a casino. It's like, you want to go there and you want to like spend money and they want you to spend money. So there's got to be some kind of results. But the more you start making, the more they're going to start charging you. So mm. there's a reason why when you're on Facebook and you're like, hey, I'm getting all these conversions. There's a reason why you can only see, you know, numbers on a screen and you can't click download and then take that list over to TikTok and retarget. Like there's right. a reason why there's that. And that's because it's to keep somebody in the platform. That's just the business model. Like if they didn't do that, they wouldn't make money. So it's, it's just how that works. That's why it's, companies are really realizing that they need to have control of their data. Like yeah. if somebody, yeah, first party data, I think is the biggest needle mover and the biggest thing that all the companies want moving forward from like 2023 onwards. Gotcha. So basically, um, and the seven Trojan horse offers, we can share that with the audience so they can learn your strategies and yeah. use your tools. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, so basically guys, if you're listening, what I'm hearing Adam say from all that is that you guys can, Take this, uh, you can bolt this onto your offer. You can offer it as a way to get yourself in with bigger companies that, and go where the market is trending. People are caring about this way more now, right? And be able to just go from like charging what you're charging, charging what everyone else is charging, really offering pretty much the same thing. Even if you call it something different, it's the same thing. And just have like an absolute unfair advantage and something very unique that'll get you in the door with uh, bigger brands. So that's amazing. It's such a great add-on as well. I mean, um, we got this guy that I was speaking to and he had a hundred clients pay him a thousand bucks a month to run Facebook ads. And I was like, man, you could put this pixel on and charge 50 cents per match yeah. to over a hundred clients. And he was like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, we can turn that into a $500,000 a month offer yeah. without him getting any extra clients. That's amazing. Like, it's yeah. just crazy. So basically agencies can use these strategies to still keep their core business model, but just, you know, really structure like very profitable uh, upsells and also a way to get in the door with, you know, different types of clients by having a more competitive offer in the front end too. If you want to charge more uh, with your agency, you need to solve a really big problem that not other people can solve. You know what I mean? There's a sophistication level of problem. I think Taylor Welch from Traffic and Funnels talks about like, if you have someone that like mows lawns or something, and then you have someone that's a brain surgeon, the brain surgeon solves a bigger, more sophisticated problem. There's yeah. less people in the world that can do that. If it's between, you know, a lot of people can run Facebook ads. Like it's, it's not 
That's if you're an agency that runs Facebook ads, I think, you know, like everybody runs Facebook ads and, and everybody creates a UGC now and everybody does this because there's not really a high barrier of entry. You know, you can just do it. But yeah. going in, being able to then match up, you know, 60% of someone's traffic, put that into the ads manager and drop the ad costs. Like not many people can do that. So it just, yeah, it makes agencies stand out and that's how they charge more premium. Yeah, man, well, I think it's really, you know, like just great timing to be talking about this because... Yeah, I mean, the agency space, it's like, it's just becoming harder and harder, right? It's becoming harder and harder because everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone thinks running an agency is cool, so there's more agencies popping up. And everyone's kind of doing the same thing. You know, like you said before, there's this whole thing about, oh, building an irresistible offer. But like, irresistible offer isn't just about making it sound shiny. It's like actually having something different and irresistible, you know, which is kind of what you guys are uh, we're doing over there. Yeah, no, creating an irresistible offer is, is so much more than just like a big promise, you know? It's, it's like... You know, it's like you go on this thing where you create an offer and it sounds really sexy and then you're like, man, I have to fulfill it. That's really hard. And yeah. I think, you know, we've all been there in the sense where we're like, oh my gosh, like this sounds great, but you know, how am I going to do that? So I think, you know, for this, it's like an irresistible offer that they can execute. So it's like, I think, you know, if you're an agency and you're looking like to, to scale up, uh, I think your choices either are develop some kind of IP that's repeatable and profitable or uh, have a white label partner and, you know, a white label partner, they have hundreds of other clients just like that person. So it's like the fact they're so cheap means that, you know, like they're doing that with other people. So it's like the quality is not going to be there. So really for agencies at scale, they need to either find, you know, they they really need to develop their own IP. And I think the biggest and the easiest way they can develop their own IP is by leveraging helping companies, you know, with data. Yeah. Or the biggest thing. I mean, it's very unique, dude. I mean, I, I've talked to Matt maybe like th- at least, I don't even know the exact number, but at least much 500 agencies I've, I've had a conversation with just through my consulting work and just being in the industry. And like, when you told me what you do, I was like, I've never heard of this. So that's, you know, it's something, um, something good, right? I would say, you know, the other thing too, man, is a lot of agencies, it's kind of a race to the bottom, you know, like you have to find some way to compete. So what a lot of agencies do is they compete on price. Oh, we'll charge 500 a month, thousand a month. And when I hear that your buddy, uh, your client was, had a hundred clients at a thousand. I'm like, man, that sounds hectic and not very profitable, you know? <laughs> so I'm sure he's killing it now with your stuff, but yeah, I, I love the idea of just helping someone not only provide a better service to their clients and get in the door with bigger, bigger, t- bigger fish, but just make themselves way more profitable. Right. Because it's all that just cream on the, on the back end. If they already have the clients, right. And they already have the ways to get clients. It's like, why not? You know? Oh, dude, it's just, yeah. It's, and it's mass leverage as well. Like if I wasn't so busy in like I'm really in the business right now. Like I was like in the, in the tech and in the product yeah. development, but if I had more time and I was like, I want to start an agency for, you know, a passive income stream, I would literally just go and find a bunch of brands that have high traffic and just send a cold email out saying, Hey, I can get you 60% of your visitors back and I'll email them for free. Mm. And you'd be able to send that out. You, I'm not just like talking out of my butt here. Like we've, we've written those emails to people. And the yeah. response rate is fantastic. Yeah. Um, we just did it for another email agency. Then you just, you know, get on with these, these big companies. And as soon as you show them what they're missing out on, they're just going to flip it. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, like I, I need this right now. Because, you know, we all know that quote where it's like, make an offer so good, people feel stupid saying no. Yep. Like, you know, I've felt stupid many times. It hasn't like made me buy something. Like I can easily say, oh no, and then feel silly and be right. Like you want to yeah. have an offer so good, people get fired for saying no. So that's what yeah. you do with this stuff is when you put a pixel on someone's site 
and you get those matches and you show them what you're missing out on. Once the CEOs see that, like dudes that don't approve that are going to get fired because they're wasting. They realize like, oh my gosh, 70% of our ad spend is just wasted. Like, yeah, it's like, Facebook's like, like pixeling into this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Jim had the opportunity to, to do this and he turned it down. We got to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah. It's like, um, I think I might mention in the doc, but it's like, this is what we call like the M- MVP method. It's like, if you want to go after bigger clients, you want to find agencies that are already dealing with the clients you're dealing with mm-hmm. and then fill a gap that they can't fill. And nine out of 10 times, that's going to be the data retention. Yeah. So why is it so underlooked, right? Like what, why is the, why is the data retention such a, do you think it's just because it's complicated? Like it's not like, you know, obviously building what you build at AdLabs is not something the average Joe can do, or is it something else that it's, it's not underlooked? It's not like something that publicly available. I mean, it's, yeah. it's super hard, like, and expensive, you know, it costs millions and millions of dollars to compile that data to the point where it's actionable. And then you have to hire data scientists and data engineers. And it's like, yeah, it isn't a massive, massive commitment. And it takes these companies years and years to build this up. Um, so they're not going to want to give it to agency owners. Like, yeah. you know, comp- most competitors we have that, you know, that are, that are I won't say here, though, they're massive companies, you know, they would charge like $10,000 for like a seed audience, you know? And like, if it works for you, cool. If it doesn't, like whatever. But they're so used to dealing with these big companies, they don't really mind. So it's just, it's not that no one's thought of it. It's just completely inaccessible. When you say that agencies can, you know, easily create like five, 10K a month offers with this, is that, is that, is that pure performance space or you're also showing how to get retainers for it? Or is it a little bit of both? I think of it like a sliding scale in terms of like how much work you want to put into it. Say for an example, like we had, I was speaking to somebody today and they'll speaking with like a really big real estate firm and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to sell them on the pixel and everything. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you can't be irresponsible where, about it where you just pump them full of data and then leave because you don't want to do any work. You know what I mean? So and, you know, he was talking about how, like, they won't understand the worth of the data because if it's not actioned. So I think it's a sliding scale in terms of how much work you want to put in. I feel like I want a passive income stream. I don't want to do anything to outsource this older VAs and build a lifestyle business. Then you want to find that mid-tier client that has a lot of traffic, already has a marketing team, and then you can just come in there and be the data supplier. Mm-hmm. And then you won't be doing much work at all. But That makes sense. Yeah. So it depends the kind of agency you want yeah. to build, right? So um. Now, if you're willing to do all the work and just own as much of the process and get some, you know, pretty fat monthly fees, what would you do then? We had an email company that we were dealing with, you know, they were saying, oh, we're struggling to get leads and things like that. And we bolted this offer onto them and the floodgates just like, they were just kicking doors down. You know, not only are they using our pixel to match up leads, but they've developed their own proprietary process to reactivate those leads. Mm, And I know of another company that's doing that. And they're one of the main companies doing identity resolution reactivation and they're doing upwards of like 30 million a year you know that's crazy like it's crazy like if you put your own ip into it like if you can take the data and actually like use that to start creating something that's when it becomes a really lethal offer gotcha so the viewers watching this uh, show how to scale an agency some of them are maybe like you know newer agencies 5 10 20k a month some of them are already doing six figure months so but it sounds like what you guys are providing or it's just not even what you guys provide, but just the whole concept of offering these really unique data services, it seems useful across the whole, like, you know, a newer guy could understand it and be able to sell it, but also a bigger agency could find a way to um, bolt it on and kind of inject it into their offer. Is that right? Or Yeah. So if, you know, you're a seasoned agency, it's like, if you're a seasoned agency, it's not something that like, oh, I should get that. Like you just, 
you just need to make it a priority and you're going to need to like you yeah. need to be able to control the data if you're a seasoned agency like if you're over like 20k a month or dealing with a few clients or spending let's say over five thousand dollars a month on ads it's just you know it's, it's irresponsible to not be having some kind of data retention tool on the site like uh, i'm just it's asinine to not do that because yeah. you're just missing out but then if you're an agency that's new and you're looking at what direction to take you know, there's a lot of people like, oh, should I do TikToks, you know, yeah, UGC? Sure. What offer should I get that? into? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would literally just, literally just sites that have high traffic because you can get results for them like right away. Like anything else, like SEO, Facebook ads, whatever, there's some type of setup. There's some type of like period where the feedback loop is not, like the, the, the confidence drops because the feedback loop isn't fast. Like if you go in and you're like, oh, I'll rank websites for free for a client. And you come in and then they have to wait like six weeks. I'll just like forget, like they won't really, the deal will be so stalled. Like it'll go stale. We call it like- They'll lose their excitement. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, the thing is, you know, one thing I think people forget about is uh, I'm a big believer that time kills deals and sales, right? And then even if you close it, you're still always selling. When you have a client on board, you're still selling on on them and staying, right? And I think what people kind of forget is that if you're pitching to business owners or marketing directors or whatever, they have so many of the things going on. Like, I don't know about you. Like I have things going on. You have things going on. Right. So every business owner does. So the thing is like, you need to really keep them engaged and got, and that's where kind of getting quick results comes into play because they might like you. They might want to give you a shot, but a month later, they're like, if they're on to the next thing. Right. So what I like about what you guys are doing and your approach is that it's able to show them something within like the next few days, you know, like it's, or no, 24 hours you said. Right. So I had this guy put a pixel on somebody's website yesterday and it took like eight hours and he already had it like close to a thousand leads. Oh, no, it's probably more like 800 or so. But yeah, it was like, you know, it was so quick. And he just goes back and he shows that client and like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Mm. And then the best question that you can ask is now, instead of, you know, you trying to like pitch them and stuff, you know, you just wait for them to ask like, what can we do with this data? And it's like, Mm. well, Mr. Prospect, like we can do reactivation campaign, we can upload it to Facebook, we can... You know, we can, because um, we also have a pixel, but then we've also got uh, our own targeting tool. Mm. So like, you know, if you go to interests on Facebook, right? Like say Tony Robbins, I love Tony Robbins. I haven't bought any of his stuff, but I've liked a lot of his pages, Same, right? But if somebody targeted me for Tony Robbins products, I wouldn't be buying. Mm. So what we did is we compiled all the behavior and buying behavior and financial details of prospects and built it into the graph. So we can actually find, like, if you're like, oh, I want to know all the people that have purchased coffee-related products in the past 30 days or 24 hours, we can pull that audience and then upload it to Facebook, you know? So mm. it's not only there's the retention part, but then there's being able to actually target customers. Like, no gotcha. one's able to actually target customers right now. Yeah, I mean, with iOS 14 and with... So there was iOS, iOS 15 and then... Uh, a couple of years ago, I remember, you know, I got into, I got into Facebook ads. I mean, I don't run a media buying agency anymore, but I got into Facebook ads in I think 2017 and it, was, it used to be so much easier. You could just really, really drill down, but now they just removed like so much. I remember one day, a couple of years ago, just being like, oh, what the fuck? Why can't I, why can't I do that anymore? You know, and it just got a lot harder. Yeah. Right? So, um, okay. So basically you guys help with uh, data retention, but also building audiences. Right. So like, um, yeah. So when you said something before about how you guys were able to really slash the cost per leads and cost per acquisition. So I guess that's a big part of it, right? It's just really drilling down like a very, very specific audience. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a new way to media buy, you know? So say for an example, if I was to take on like a personal injury campaign, right. And I was trying to do like mass lead gen, 
instead of having to go into interests and, and mess around for hours and try to find an interest that's somewhat close to it and then test four angles on Facebook on each interest. And, you know, it's going to spend a lot of money, like the interest and, and, you know, broad audiences and stuff on Facebook, like to get out of the learning phase is 50 times your CPA. So it adds up. Whereas now, you know, like if I'm doing a personal injury campaign, I can just look at all the people that have been to XYZ personal injury websites in the past 24 hours. And I can just plug that in right away, run that to my pixel, build an audience within a day yeah. and then start splitting that and horizontally scaling. Like it's, it's yeah. easy. It's easy, easy mode, dude. It's like it, the way you're describing it is like cheat codes. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah. It's, it kind of, it kind of is like, it's, it's like, it's crazy because small businesses, like I was speaking to someone today that was in real estate and you know, they're like, oh no, Facebook guys don't work. And I was like, why? And they're like, oh, well, you know, like how am I supposed to target sellers? And I was like, I can target sellers. So I, yeah. because literally you just go in and I'm like, I want to know all the people that have X credit score, have X income in their household, have been on real estate websites to sell their home in the past 24 hours. And it's just boop, and then comes out. <laughs> and then yeah. you just, yeah. And then you run it and then you run to the pixel and you're off to the races. Dude, it's awesome. I love it. I really enjoyed the conversation. I think we covered a lot today. We covered, you know, Irresistible offers, how to leverage data, some other cool things too, like fundamentals versus tactics. Man, this is a great conversation. I uh, really, really appreciate you jumping on and uh, sharing all this with us. Where can people go to find you or learn more about Ads Labs if they want to, you know, get into the data side of things themselves and and start uh, tweaking their offers? Yeah, I mean, um, I think the best place would be the adslab.io, but we have a, a group called Data Driven Marketers, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a Facebook group. I'll give you a link to it. And we just put all our stuff in there. I've also got, um, you know, I did a, a presentation at AdWorld. And you're AdWorld as well. I think yeah, you were like, there too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. I wasn't allowed to, I wasn't allowed to keep my presentation. So I had to remember what I said and redo it. And they were fine with it. I checked and I was like, well, you know, like there was some fire dropped in that. And I really want to share it with people. <laughs> they were like, okay. But one thing I spoke about in AdWorld was identity resolution reactivation and using those Trojan horses. So yeah, I basically took a lot of the resources there and, and made it in that, that public in that group people to go through. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. And um, I think a lot of media buying stuff that's not really talked about. So yeah, yeah, that'd probably be the best place. And I can, what I'll do is I'll link, um, I'll send you a link that goes to the group and the uh, Trojan horse guide. Awesome. Sounds good. Man. Well, for everyone listening, we'll put all those links right under wherever you're uh, watching this in the description. And um, man, thanks for coming on, Adam. Always a pleasure to catch up. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.